Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, March the 8th, 2020. This week's message is titled, Love in Action, and the scripture reference is 1 John chapter 4, verses 11-12 through 12, and 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Now it is time to sit back, relax, and be blessed. Today we're going to talk about love in action. A lot of things. Nikki um, gave me a card that Jean gave to her. And she passed it on to me and said that she loves her pastor. And I appreciate it. That's love in action, folks. Love in action. First John chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 11 and 12. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come to you, Lord, thanking you for the blessings that you've given us today already, Father. We thank you for the wonderful song servers and specials. We, Lord, we pray that You'll be with us now as we bring your message. We hope people will understand and hear and surrender to your word, Father. In your precious name I pray, amen. This past Sunday, and by the way, I told her I was going to do this. (laughs) This past Sunday, Melinda Henley gave a testimony in our adult class. She told the class how when her and Kent first came and visited our church, how she could feel the love in our church. They could feel the love in our church, and everyone welcomed them with open arms and affection. And as your pastor, this made me so proud to hear that testimony. How great is it when a new visitor feels the love in our church? Our text says that if God loved us, we should love each other. And if we love each other, it proves that God dwelleth in us. The Spirit of God lives within us and our church as a whole. Folks, this is love in action. Let, me, let us look a little deeper in how we are to show our love. You turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. This is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy's church telling them how they ought to be an example of love to the people in their life and around them. First of all, let's look at in word and conversation. Folks, one of the things we have to learn as a Christian, and hopefully you learned it very early in your Christian life, and that is you have to be able to control your tongue. This is hard for many people to do. Uh, We grow up 
in an environment where bad language is normal. You guys go out to the mines, you go to the oil field, you go to a store, you're going to hear bad language. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and I can guarantee you when a cow kicked me, I didn't say, bless you. <laughs> when I surrendered to the ministry in 1973, I had to work hard to clean up my language. I do know this, a foul mouth can ruin your testimony. I was working with a young man one day and he looked at me, I was a senior in college, and he said, Gary, you call yourself a Christian? And I said, listen to yourself talk. And boy, he, he hit me flat in the face when I really understood what he was saying. If we're going to be a Christian example to the world, we've got to be able to control our tongue. Is your conversation uplifting and pleasant? Not only a foul mouth can ruin your testimony, so can a foul attitude. What makes up a foul attitude? Well, I think there's two major things that do. First of all, is do not be negative in your thoughts and actions. I used to have a friend who was what we called a life specialist. He would come to Carlsbad, and he'd go to the different offices to work with us agents to, to help sell life insurance. And he'd go to this one agent, which I will not name, but he, he said, Gary, when I leave that office, I feel like committing suicide. She is so depressing. <laughs> and you don't want to have that reputation, people, as being as a negative person. You want to be positive. The glass is half full. It's not half empty. We need to, we need to be positive in our thoughts. And secondly, then, do not gossip about anyone. Because if you do, it will hurt someone. I've heard people say, I don't gossip, I just tell the truth. No, no, no. Even if it's the truth, you don't say it. You keep it to yourselves. So let the positive in you flow from your conversation. Be uplifting. Be pleasant. And people will enjoy talking to you then. If you're not pleasant, people will avoid talking to you. God not only loves a cheerful heart, but others do also. Then we're supposed to be an example in love. You're supposed to show your love to each other. If we do not show our love for each other, we are not a good witness before lost people. Because the Bible tells us we should love each other. I am so happy that we really show our love at Happy Valley Baptist Church. I'm proud of that. I am truly happy to see each of you on Sundays, and I want you to know it. That's the reason why I hug you and shake your hands and pat you on the back and whatever. Because I'm glad you're here. I'm not just saying that. I'm a, I mean it. It drills my heart to watch you greet each other in the mornings when you come in before the service and Terry starts singing that song, Family of God. Then everybody greets each other again, gets a second hug. Uh, 
uh, it, it's neat. Uh, whatever, yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? Our love for each other is felt by the visitors also. Keep up the good work, folks. Then you need to show your love for sinners, though. It's too easy to love you. You guys are all nice folks. But sometimes, sinner ain't so nice. But we still need to love them. We need to show our love to them. We need to witness to them. Don't ever witness down to anybody. Hold them at your same level as you. Respect them, regardless of what kind of sin they're involved in. We need to love our sinners. That's what Terry said in our Sunday school today. We love the sinner, but we hate the sin. And that's okay. That's the way it should be. Unless you false, unless we show this love for sinners, we fall short of God's command. Many times sinners put up a shield that prevents any Christian from approaching them. Our love for them, though, will sometimes break through their defense. They might even start thinking that Christians aren't all that bad. Today, soul winning, folks, is a lot different than it was 40 years ago. 40 years ago, you could walk up to any Joe in the corner and tell him about the gospel. And you might win them to the Lord. But even if you didn't, they're not going to slap you or slug you. Today, that ain't so. We, we have a world full of sinners today that hate Christians and they hate what we stand for. And so therefore, we have to break that shield that they have up saying that Christians are bad and, and get them to realize that we love them. And if we get them to thinking that we love them, then maybe we can actually share the gospel then. But to share the gospel with them when they got that shield up and they don't want to talk to you, that's no good. Then we need to be an example in our lives. Your life and or spirit is your testimony. Sinners are watching you whether you know it or not, folks. Whether you know it or not, people are watching you. Your testimony will show to those around you. You're a Christian, they'll know it. If you're not, they'll know it. You don't have to go around saying you're a Christian. They will be able to see something is different about you. Unfortunately, if you have bad habits, bad language, or lifestyle, a sinner will notice that also. The Bible says that once we are saved, we become a peculiar people. That means we're different, folks. We're different. As a Christian, we don't fit in this world. This is not our home anymore. Our home is in heaven. And we'll never be happy until we're finally home. I am glad to be called peculiar. I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> I won't tell you what he said but don't ever play golf with a preacher <laughs> bad personalities cannot win anyone to Christ folks 
There are two attitudes that a sinner will not tolerate. So you might as well not say a word to him if you fit either one of these categories. One is if you have a bad testimony and you try to tell them that Jesus loves them. That's not going to work. The second, it is just as bad if you have a holier-than-thou attitude and you look down to the sinner. They're not going to listen to you either. Then. We need to be an example of the love of Christ in order to reach a lost person with the gospel. Then we need to be an example to the rest of the world in our faith. We need to have the faith of a child. Children, my belief is, of course, is all children need to be raised in a Christian home. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. That's the reason why our vacation Bible school is so important. We get a chance for one week to reach some kids that do not have God or a Christian influence in their life anywhere. So that makes it important. We might be able to reach them with the gospel. There's one week we have them. But children need to be raised in a Christian home if possible. Children need to be in church. I've seen, I've heard of cases where the parents let the child decide whether they come to church or not. I, I guess I'm not into modern parenting, but there wasn't no choice involved when I was growing up. You came to church or you took a beating. And uh, I even tried fake sick one time, didn't get away with it. Be sure your sin will find you out. <laughs> Why is it important that children be in church? Because of their childlike faith. You see, a child will believe basically what they're told. And if they're being told things of the Bible, the truth, the salvation plan, then they will come to accept it when they have a childlike faith. Sometimes when we grow up to be adults, we're, we get to be too smart. Or we think we're too smart. And we won't open our heart to hear God's word. So we need to reach the children. In order to be saved, we must accept the gospel by faith, folks. Faith is the center. We, do not, we did not witness the birth of Jesus. The ministry of Jesus. We did not see the crucifixion on the cross. Or when he resurrected from the dead. But I have absolutely no doubt that all of these things happen to Jesus. He is our Lord and he is our Savior. They happen because Jesus loved us so much. But we have to have faith and believe that he did. We have to have faith that all these things happen. They happen because Jesus loved us. Jesus paid the price for our sins on the cross of Calvary. And we must have this childlike faith if we're ever going to be a Christian. We need to be strong in our faith. We should be absolutely secure in our salvation, folks. We cannot be saved today and lost tomorrow. 
We need to have a believer's faith that the Bible is absolutely true from cover to cover. Are you willing to die for your faith? That would answer the question how strong you are in your faith. You might have to someday, you know. Christians were the target of the shooters in the Columbine Massacre in Colorado several years ago. Young men that were deranged going through the school. Are you a Christian? Let Jesus get you out of this one. So cruel, so heartless that they hated Christians so bad. But it's, there's persecution like that all over the world, folks. We have to be ready to stand by our faith. One thing we know is that anyone that doesn't have the pleasure of being raptured out, when the rapture takes place, there will be seven years of tribulation. And during that seven years of tribulation, there's going to be thousands and thousands of people saved because they know that they made a mistake and they did not accept Christ during that time. But you know what? Most of them are probably going to have to give their life as a martyr. They have to either say, I love Jesus and be executed or deny Jesus. That'll be their choice. As an example to the world, we need to have a strong faith. And then finally, the last thing is in we need to be an example in purity. Our purity shows in our life, folks. It is not something that we should be ashamed of. We should be an example of how a Christian should live. I disagree wholly with the school system teaching kids how to have safe sex instead of abstaining from sex. Our Christian young people need to be proud of who they are and who they represent. They are a Christian and they represent Jesus Christ. He is their Lord just as much as he is our Lord. There. So folks, we need to let our purity shine and be proud of it. And it's okay to have a, to be naive. You know, one of the lies that Satan and his people proclaim is you have to experience everything in life. Well, I disagree. We don't have to be worldly or popular. And we can keep to our own beliefs without sampling the things of the world. We need to take a Christian stand. We need to be an example to the world that it's okay to be naive. You kids, you stay inexperienced in the ways of the world and make your Lord, your parents, and your pastor very proud of you. A church that puts love in action is a church it has wonderful people in it, like Happy Valley, who love each other. We are an example to the world of what a Christian should stand for. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com 
slash HVBCNM. That is facebook.com slash HVBCNM, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. Thank you and God bless.